Hi everyone, welcome back to the MatchNet Podcast. This is Benji. It is really, really great to have you. I am doing a solo, impromptu, totally random, improvised episode for you guys because I was just sent a list of questions, frequently asked questions about the matching process and preparing for the matching. And I just thought I would read through them and just uh, spit out as many answers as I can during this short episode. All right, you ready for this? Guys, if you are not yet following this podcast, I would encourage you to do so because the only reason we do this is to help you good folks at home, single people who are trying to prepare well for the matching and blessing, have an incredible blessing uh, in the future. So if that is you, we encourage you guys to follow, subscribe, and also more importantly, share with people that you love your team because that's the only way that this spreads around is through word of mouth, all right? So let's get started. All right, these questions are about matching prep. Let's do it, rapid fire. How do we live as couples and families that keep God and our faith as the center? Okay, so... Uh, reading this question, I, I like to always ask why, specifically, like, why why do you have this question? And what is the reason that you feel uh, in, you feel like you want to ask this question, right? <clears throat> and it sounds at first glance, there there's some kind of maybe like a underlying uncertainty, or I might say fear about the future, uh, that maybe if, you know, you get married, have a family, live your life, that you might, you know, be distanced from God and from your faith, but you would want to keep God and your faith at the center of your life and also improve that. So a simple answer is that you have to have consistent ways to fill up your spiritual life in your life of faith, right? This is why Hundoke is valuable. This is why going to church is valuable. This is why to this day I go to church and I do Hundoke. Why? Because I need ways to fill myself up and center myself on God and center myself on what is important, which is being able to connect with God and ultimately be able to receive God's love and so that I can pass that love on to other people because I believe based on what I've learned from the principal and from true parents is that the only thing that matters in life is unconditional love, is absolute love, uh, which is what we breathe in spirit world. So with that foundation as the backdrop, I always think, how can I center myself and remind myself that God is important, that spirit world is real, that my spirit matters, that my physical actions do have ramifications and consequences that affect um, not only my spirit, but the spirit of other people, and of course, my afterlife. So going to church and and doing hundoke on a regular basis prayer connecting with people and with the face is a is a very with a very critically important way to to keep ourselves filled up and centered like that all right <clears throat> because the tendency in life if you haven't noticed is that as people tend to get busier in life with school with work with career with family they tend to forget about god it's one of the first things that people forget when they start getting busy with life they start forgetting about how important spirit world is and god is right and i'll tell you guys just recently i started watching a bunch of videos on youtube about individuals that have had near-death experiences. And it's been so eye-opening because there are literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people for many, many decades that have recorded experiences of going to the afterlife and then coming back to life because they were, you know, in a hospital or something like that. And their accounts in spirit world are so, so similar and strikingly similar to the point where you question, why is it that everyone is having the same experience? They go through some kind of tunnel of light. They see colors of the that they have never seen before on earth they hear music that they cannot replicate when they come back to earth they see figures such as god or jesus or a, a guardian angel of some sort that is imploring them to go back to earth right and they have to make a decision at that moment to go back to earth but they don't want to because why they feel so much love and they keep saying that word over and over again I felt so much unconditional love, God's grace, God's unconditional grace that I wanted to stay there for eternity. Go, go to YouTube, guys, after you watch this. Look at some of these stories. It's incredible. And I was watching a, a, 
a woman sharing an interview about her experience of going, you know, going to spirit world and coming back. And she said, she's got a bunch of, she has kids, right? She's some, I think in her mid thirties or forties. And she said, I'm not at all afraid of dying. And she said it with so much confidence. It gave me chills guys. I was like this woman who witnessed spirit world, who experienced that unconditional love of great of God, who witnessed something that you can only, you couldn't even describe. She said, I'm not afraid of dying at all. Right. And I was like, man, that's such a unique perspective and experience that most people in, in life are never going to be able to experience that much confidence and conviction that there is something on the other side that is waiting for us. That is beautiful. That is, we have to look forward to and not to fear. Right. Anyways, going back to the original point, life of faith, important. All right. Next question, <laughs> realistic standards for matching and blessing. It feels like you need to be at a super high level to get matched. Also, how do you prepare your heart for it? So having realistic uh, expectations for matching and blessing, I think, I think it takes a lot of just self-reflection self and introspection to honestly ask yourself if your expectations of a future partner are based in reality and actually like a natural God-given uh, curiosity and attraction, or is it something that's been trained, right? So an example would be like attraction, for example. Attraction is a double-edged sword because attraction, if you think about it, is a God-given human characteristic. So it's natural that we'll be attracted to people. But are, is that attraction based in something that we've learned through lots of exposure to social media, through TV, through super normal stimuli, through pornography that has been instilled in our brains and trained our brains to only be attracted, right, to specific types of content. That's, I would not call true genuine attraction, but I would say that's an unrealistic standard of what attraction and beauty is. So it takes a lot of kind of introspection. And I feel like the first litmus test to, to kind of gauge whether somebody has a realistic standard of a relationship is do you spend a lot of time on social media? Do you spend a lot of time uh, watching TV or watching, you know, movies or uh, engaging in, you know, behavior like porn that is obviously training your brain to respond to specific types of thing that's an unnatural and super normal and hyper stimulating and uh, just unhealthy behavior, right? So I want to give you guys like that simple litmus test is do you feel like you spend an, an uh, disproportionate amount of time consuming kind of things that are going to kind of skew and warp your your reality or your, your perspective on what a healthy standard is and expectation is for the matching and blessing, all right? How do you prepare the second part of that question? How do you prepare well your heart for matching and blessing? Um, I think it's like, like I just said, I, I feel like a lot of the people that I talk to, maybe this is because I have a skewed mentality because I talk a lot with people that have porn addiction. Uh, I would say that most people do have some sort of addiction or, or dependency on some kind of some supernormal stimuli like uh, super, uh, sorry, what's it, not super Mario Brothers, um, social media. <laughs> YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, video games, television, Netflix, the sorts, dramas, anime, manga, that kind of thing. And it's not, let me repeat, it's not that those things aren't inherently evil either. It's just that when you link, when you link a, an un unnatural supernormal stimuli like those things with a negative emotion, like when you're stressed or when you're uh, sad or when you're lonely or when you're bored or when you're anxious and you link that with uh, escapism, which means that you don't deal with the emotion, but instead you choose to go to some kind of stimuli just to, just to not feel the emotion, right? Because emotions are also not inherently bad. Like stress is a normal God-given human condition. Like anxiety is normal. Boredom is normal. Like loneliness is even something that was instilled in us from the beginning. It's a normal feeling 
to have. And if you're feeling those emotions, congratulations, you're a human being, you're a normal person. The problem is when you link that emotion and you squash it down with some kind of stim stimulant, some stimulant that is going to temporarily soothe it. And that's how an addiction is formed, right? This is how people become addicted to porn, drugs, alcohol, anger, violence, social media, anime, all the things, video games, right? Is when you link those two things. So it's to recognize when I'm feeling bored, which by the way, is a God-given human condition. Am I using, uh, what am I using to fuel that emotion, to soothe that emotion, to deal with and manage that emotion? Okay, it's a really, really, truly important question because the people that really succeed in life long-term with marriage, with their blessing, with raising kids, with their career, with whatever endeavor you're going on in your life, people succeed when they're able to identify their emotions and deal with them productively. Why did God give us the emotions of boredom, of loneliness, of, of being sad? Why? They're motivators. Simple answer, they're motivators. They motivate us to do things that are productive, God gave us boredom so that we would not sit on our butts all day <laughs> and be lazy. God gave us, gave us uh, loneliness so that we would we connect with people, right? God gave us boredom so that we would, we would serve. We would get up and we'd do things for the greater good, serve our community, serve the group, serve our family, and not just serve ourselves. And the problem is that we tend in today's day and age, it's easier than ever to have the tendency to escape to some kind of thing, some kind of hyper hyperactive uh, activity that's going to take us out of that emotion, right? So it's questioning, am I really doing these things uh, productively dealing with them or am I destructively dealing with them? All right. Next question. What is the difference between a friend and a spouse? Uh, sex. Simple answer. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to answer that question, but, but fundamentally it's, it's, it's sex. So how do matching, how do matching processes work if not through the website? Okay. How do we best prepare for the matching and blessing? Okay, similar question. Um, so how do you find a matching partner if you're not using a website? First of all, I would ask, uh, why not use a website? So that's kind of the first question I would ask somebody. Um, if, the, if the reason for not using a website is one of the typical reasons is like, oh, I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to be part of this meat market, quote unquote, that people call it. Uh, well, I mean, like, like that's entirely, like, that's totally fine. That's your prerogative to decide that. I would just say that it, it actually does limit the ability for you to widen your pool of opportunities, because if you have a website on not only one website, but two websites, you have a wider pool of individuals to, to see and candidates to see, but also for them to see you. So if you decide to do that, just know that you are limiting your opportunities and possibly even li limiting the opportunity for God to work in your matching process. All right. In, in terms of finding someone. So otherwise, how do you find someone? I mean, the sky's the limit, right? Like matching supporters are helpful. I recommend getting a matching supporter because matching supporters know people generally, right? And you can even reach out to a few matching supporters and be like, hey, do you know someone? But it's good to have one matching supporter who is like your primary person that is actively trying to look for people for you. And there are, you know, certain workshops we do like the uh, 24 plus connect workshops. Uh, I would encourage you to be involved as much as possible in workshops, especially in your if you're in a time in your life where you're actively searching for a matching candidate, this is the time to put yourself out there. This is the time, my friends, to really open up your pool of opportunity, to really go wide and see who is out there. Let yourself be known. Let yourself be seen. Go to all the workshops. Go to uh, Champion if you need to. Go to IPEC. <laughs> do the workshops. Do the things. And uh, it, it's just, it's a numbers game, right? Like, so if you have, like I just said, if you have two websites, 
you're more likely to, to find someone, come, come across someone that you're going to have a conversation with than if you have a website, uh, profile on one website. And, and likewise, if you have no profiles on any websites, you're a lot less likely to have access to people. And if you go to more workshops, you're more likely to have access to more people, right? And also if you reach out to more matching supporters or more people and say, you know, do you know, do you know anyone? And also it, at every level, it becomes more so. If you have more conversations with people about it, you know, potentially having a matching conversation, you're more likely to find an individual that you are willing to take the next step with, which is like, let's talk for 21 days. Let's talk for six, seven months. Let's consider the blessing, right? So every step of the, of the game, every level, there is an opportunity to widen your pool of opportunities. All right. Okay. How do matching processes work? If not to website, just answer that one. What questions do you recommend couples should ask each other while they are matched, but not yet blessed? Great question. In fact, we have a list of 41 questions that uh, we're going to link down below this episode to uh, it's a it's a sheet of 41 questions that we have tailor made for you guys to ask each other in the matching process they're kind of sequential in a sense that they they don't go straight into the really deep stuff but it's like step by step and gradually getting into the more meaty type of content so that's a that's where it is so i i think overall like overarching concept here the more you're able to have give and take about everything the better right like you should be able to talk about there should be nothing that you guys feel like you can't talk about essentially like think of the most uh, like taboo thing that you can think about right now and ask yourself, like, do you, do you feel like you have the comfort, personal comfort to be able to talk about that kind of thing? Like you should be able to talk about sexual integrity, about porn and masturbation addiction. You should be able to talk about your past experiences or mistakes that you've made, right? You should be able to talk about your political views if you have any, right? You should be able to talk about who you're voting for in the next presidential election. You know, that kind of stuff is important. And of course, there will be disagreements. Like, of course, that's called life. That's called being a human being, right? You're going to have disagreements. But overall, uh, I think maybe a, a more important question is like, what are the what are the common things that that really should be aligned? If everything else is different, what are the things that should be aligned? I always say that uh, you should have an aligned understanding of the blessing because we're talking about the blessing here. We're not talking about just two people coming together and having a good time. We're talking about the blessing, an eternal thing. And you're also committing to raising children inside the culture and tradition of the blessing and teaching them about God, about true parents, about, and, and considering these things, right? So in that sense, they should be aligned with you in terms of what they want to, what kind of blessing they want to, to have, what kind of relationship you want to have in long-term thinking, like what kind of, what mission are you guys on together? And of course that will change over time, but overall it's like, okay, I'm aligned with this person. Logically, it makes sense. And I always say that it's more, it's better to, to, Think of partners, matching partners as uh, good candidates logically as opposed to emotionally. It's better to think logically than emotionally because your logical brain is better at making long-term decisions than your emotional brain is or your emotional heart is <laughs> in the moment, right? Because in the moment, you might be like, oh, I don't enjoy you know, this part of this person. I don't enjoy, I don't like how he says this or she thinks this or whatever. But if you think logically, it's like, okay, well, they are very much aligned with where I want to go. Everything makes sense, right? And then maybe you might feel like a little bit of reservation emotionally. It's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't feel super attracted to this person, right? Or whatever. That's a common thing. And then it's like, you can t reach out to someone, an older brother or sister and be like, you know, I'm struggling with this because I'm, it makes sense on paper, like logically, but my, but my like emotional side is saying like, what about this, right? Um, and to be honest, most of the things that are, you know, fleeting or emotional based or 
you know, can be like things change over time and, and chances are that it won't matter in five years and or 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. Um, so, uh, yeah, there you go. All right. Maybe we'll do one more question. Here we go. How do I navigate myself properly through the matching process? Good question. I would say check out matchnet.us. It is the best uh, educational process that we have for an incredibly affordable price, guys. It's literally nothing. Um, you can get the entire program there. Check it out, matchnet.us. It's a systematic process through the matching process. All the education you need, all the step-by-step -step practical stuff that you need to find someone and to communicate with them, how to communicate with them. And that's uh, what you want you to do. I would like to learn more about approaching someone or preparing to meet someone. Also, I would like to know how others have prepared for the matching process. Okay, so on this podcast, we have several uh, episodes interviewing couples that went through the matching process. I think you should really check those out. You know, while you're driving or working out at the gym or taking a walk or jog, plug them in your ears and listen to those episodes. I think you'll get some perspective as to what it's like to go through the matching process. And uh, yeah, and and you know, don't be afraid to to uh, to just jump into it. So if you are specifically learning or trying to learn about how to approach someone and how to communicate with someone, we have a lot of practical guidance in the MatchNet podcast, uh, in the MatchNet program. So you can check that out as well. Uh, join the course and you can hear kind of specifically what uh, we recommend. I actually did an episode, I think it's episode three in this podcast. If you want to get that, check out that and listen to that. It's the step-by-step -step through the matching process. And I give some recommendations that are practical about like how to actually approach someone, right? Okay, guys. Uh, if you like this episode, let me know so I can do more Q&A type stuff. And uh, yeah, it's good to have you guys and lots of love to you.